When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the A to Z Sports Preds Nashcast, a.k.a. the hockey show that is physically distant, but not emotionally distant. I'm your host, Alex Darty with A to Z Sports Nashville, and I'm here with Link. And we are ready to bring you the first Preds Nashcast in almost four months. Yes, it has truly been that long. After all that we've been through over the last four months, and let's be honest, I, I mean, I've not been through a whole lot. I've just had to sit in my house for four months. Um, we're finally ready to watch some hockey in what is usually the least hockey-filled month of the year, August. Usually there's no hockey in this month, I don't think. Uh, not anywhere that I is on my television. We're finally ready to watch some hockey, and it's in August. So, um, Link, it's been too long. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I mean, much like you, I, I haven't really been suffering in any, any real sense of the word. Uh, I can't go to the gym. That's really the biggest change in my life, other yeah. than other, other than I, you know, it's hard to go to breweries now if they're not open. Right. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I'm just. It's nice to see another human. I don't see other humans very often. I, I don't either. I, I think I see. I mean, like, um, I, I have some people that I'm around enough to where I know that, like, I would have gotten sick already if I, you know what I mean? Like, people that like. I had to come in contact with, uh, for whatever reason, because usually because our kids go to daycare together. That like I've been around them, but like you know we've been doing that for uh, well over a month now. So like we would have given it to each other by now. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't we don't see very many uh, see see many people around here. We just moved into a new house. We're actually recording this on the back deck of my new my new house, which is uh, which is a different. If you hear any birds chirping, uh, we're not in a Disney movie. We are actually just outside. Uh, enjoying the great outdoors in some nice summery heat. So that I don't spread plague to uh, Alex's family. Exactly, yeah. And, so- and gorgeous dog, who I didn't even know Alex <laughs> had this gorgeous greyhound, who just is smiling at me endlessly, and I am I am loving it. He is literally just staring at us through the window. He's a little he's a little dim, so he doesn't really know what he's looking at, but he's he just likes to just stare. Uh, his name is Doc. Um but, um, oh, Doc. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, let's 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 go ahead and talk about what's on this show because we get there, there's so much that we can talk about, but at the same time, there's really like not a lot to know about this this uh, what we're about to experience with this qualifying round. But uh, today on the show, uh, hockey is back. We will briefly go over our initial thoughts on the 2014 playoff and the decision to play in the two hub cities, Edmonton and Toronto, because I, I want to get your take on that. I know that we're kind of that you know, decision's already been well and made. We're already there, but I do want to get your take on that. Um, we'll also talk about the Preds. The Preds made the playoffs, except no, they didn't. They actually made the qualifying round as the sixth seed, and they'll play the 11 seed Arizona Coyotes, which is not really playoffs. It's like this weird in between thing. I-, I think we have to find a way to declare the winner of the qualifying round and give someone the President's Trophy just 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 for fun. Oh yeah, just, uh, but uh, I don't know who, whoever who gets wins it? by the most goals. But who? What about the round robin? Amongst the pre-qualified, do we have? Do we do we just cut the president's trophy? Just you know, take you know, take a knee to it, cut it in half. Well, give... if it's cursed, just go ahead and give it to the St. Louis Blues. I wish. Didn't they already <laughs> win a cup though, or something? I, I, I can't. I can't remember. A Blues fan will have to remind me if they managed to win a cup or not. <laughs> uh, so we'll break down that matchup, of course, and then we're also going to focus on uh, th- this question here. I, I think that there's a lot to talk about with this. What do you think is the most difficult thing that the players will have to overcome in this modified playoff tournament? There's a lot of things to think about there. Uh, I mean, we're talking about COVID-19. We're talking about playing in August. We're talking about not playing on ice for four months. We're talking about playoff speed right off the bat. There's so many things. Uh, so we'll discuss that. And then we'll, we do have a, another session of the 5-on-5, five five, which uh, Link always loves and enjoys and does very well at. So, um, <laughs> Thank you for the positive reinforcement. <laughs> I need that. So hockey's back. What were your thoughts on the uh, your initial thoughts on the tournament setup? Because when I started hearing about this twenty four team thing, I was like, "Whoa, I don't know how that's going to work." I kind of like how they did it. Uh, the two hub cities, I'm not so sure about. But what do, what did you think about that? I, 
Honestly, I don't know why they just didn't throw everyone into the mix. I mean, why 24 teams? Maybe because it's a nice even number, 31 is a little awkward. But why not just, you know, whoever was in first place at the end of the season, give them a bye or something, mm-hmm. and let the other 30 teams just have a brawl. Who was the first team that didn't make it? Who was, like, the first out? Who was the number 25? That's probably, we probably should know that, but... It, it it does seem a little random. Like I mean, you, any team that didn't qualify is irrelevant. So who cares? I right? mean, there there's some teams that are obviously like, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Detroit was just like god awful this year. There were so many teams that just had no chance. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the Senators. We're talking about San Jose, Detroit, uh, the the Kings. The Kings, of course, right. didn't qualify. I'm just lo- I'm just going through the list of teams that. Uh, the Ducks, right? The Ducks are not on there. Uh, uh, the 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 big team we'll talk talk about later in the show. I know, which is TBD Team TBD that got the first pick. <laughs> Everyone's excited to see how TBD does in the twenty twenty season, yeah. 2020-2021 season, whatever that ends up happening. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 twenty four team setup. It it's uh it's it has potential, especially the qualifying round, to be one of the most exciting tournaments that they've had. But it's but. At the same time, it doesn't mean it's the most fair. It doesn't mean it's the most like, you know. I, I hate throwing the word, saying the word legit, but it does feel very gimmicky. It does feel like this is very different than the rest of, uh, than the rest of the playoffs. I mean, it obviously is. I think we all know that. Uh, once we get through this first awkward period where you've got a bunch of teams playing hockey games that matter, and a bunch of bunch of better teams, you know, quote unquote better teams playing round robin games that are basically little better than exhibition matches. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll get something that's more familiar to to fans of of hockey. Uh, I, but I I really don't know how else you handle it. To be honest, I, I do think that where they what they ended up with with this twenty four team thing with the five, it's sort of making the best of a bad situation. And the NHL was going to go headlong into restarting the season. I don't think anything was going to stop them. I, I'm not surprised they're playing in Canada. Okay, uh, that doesn't remotely surprise yeah, me. Yeah, right. Uh, I. Could not at any point imagine that they were going to play, be end up in the U.S. There's just like there's no I don't think there's any spot in the U.S. that would have been right good for them to go. In, in retrospect, that was a good decision. Uh, I, I think well, at the time I was just like I just I thought that the uh, the decision to put the the two hub cities um, in places where I just don't well I I don't I don't think there's I, I guess there's really not anything wrong with it. I just didn't really understand the decision at first. But in retrospect, it does make a lot of sense. Plus, I, mean, I think there are probably concerns about travel restrictions. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to travel from, from Europe to the U.S. back and right. forth. Uh, right. It's a, much easier to go from Canada to Europe. Right. So there's and there's enough European players where you need to be able to make sure they can get there. And Canada has restrictions on on um, Americans coming up, arrival like, and yeah. Depart- yeah, right, especially with Americans. So that would have been a nightmare trying to set that up. Um, so that's true. You mentioned the madness of the draft lottery. That was that was fun to watch. Um, uh, it was it was pretty hilarious to, to watch that go down. But in in reality, it was like it was almost like doomed to happen just because of the amount of the amount of balls that were yeah. in the court of TBD. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that it, it was as funny as it as it turned out to be, simply for no other reason than you had all the unknowns. So it's yeah. come out as one glaring option i i think we but we actually supplanted the image of i'm trying to remember what draft it was where you know the oilers had had so a bunch of first round picks and they weren't the favorite to get the first round pick they mm-hmm. were not like a you know the absolute dregs this year and they still managed to get the first round pick and i still remember right. like that gold board with the oilers logo i'm trying to remember the year i want to say it was the one I don't know. I'm not gonna be able to remember the year off the top of my head. I didn't even make that connection until right now. The, yeah, because the, there was the year they got Nal Yakupov, number one. Maybe it was that one. I no. I, I you know I'd have to I'd have to do a little search in my phone. I actually had a, a buddy of mine, Steve Gunn, who's a, a longtime hockey friend of mine. He used to do stuff back when I was doing things on Up the Pucks. Uh, but he had that was his profile photo on and his avatar on Twitter for years because it was just it was just so funny when it happened. So, I, in case anyone's not caught up to this, they, we're talking about how the, the 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 team that will select number one overall in the twenty twenty uh, NHL entry draft 
uh, is one of the teams that will lose in the qualifying rounds. We do not know who it is. It could be the Nashville Predators. If the Predators were to lose to the Arizona Coyotes and their ball gets drawn in the Phase 2 of the of the draft lottery, the Nashville Predators will select number 1 and select the Canadian winger, and I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, Lafreniere, I, I'm guessing, something like that. The, Fre- the, the French-Canadian. Alexis Lafreniere. I'm assuming he's French-Canadian. He's like French-Canadian. Sounds, sounds like that. Um, but that guy. And uh, so... But a 12.5% chance of happening, I, I did write about this. There was, there was a brief, you know, discussion of, you know, whether the Predators should tank or, uh, or try to go for a Stanley Cup. And it's just like, I mean, absolutely you should go for the Stanley Cup because you just, you never know. Yeah. A 12.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick, not high enough. And, uh, honestly, like, everyone's going to talk about whoever wins is going to talk about the asterisks at the end of, you know, the, oh, you're going to have an asterisk at, on your Stanley Cup victory. Uh, da, 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 da. You know what? The Stanley Cup is already such a random tournament. Oh my god. That this is not really any different. They're giving everyone a chance to win. Maybe a little better. Maybe it's a little bit easier to make it into the next round, right. but the, the, not really. This this whole thing is going to be just a crazy randomness upon randomness upon more randomness because hockey's already a random sport. Um, and then you throw all of these things out there, and you you have all of these unknowns about who these teams are and where they're at right now and who's going to get COVID in the middle of the playoffs. (laughs) There's no way we could predict any of this. That's true, but... Well, we're going to try. What if if this tournament is the most fun we have with hockey from, like, the past decade, and the NHL is like, oh... Uh, Let's do it again, <laughs> and they just switch to it. They just switch to a twenty-four team, like with the play-in and, and everything. They just go. They just really go all yeah, out. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen, isn't it? Um, so uh, we we mentioned it before. The Preds will play the Coyotes. Let's go ahead and discuss this matchup. Um, I, in my mind, I think most people would agree. I think the goaltending edge goes to Arizona. Uh, which feels weird, but it's also very familiar because of the Predators playing the Coyotes back in 2012. Uh, Mike Smith just owned that series, so it's like, here we go again. Another hot goaltender might come in and uh, and derail the National Predators' offense. That could easily happen. Um, the National Predators could derail the National Predators' offense. That's yeah. I'm actually more concerned about that. I mean, in a five-game series, yeah, I mean, if one goaltender of the – I know the Predators four they have on roster at least two. I don't know. I, I don't know if Arizona went three or four goaltenders. So we have somewhere between seven and eight goaltenders involved in the mix. Who who knows what's going to happen? Someone could have a bad day or two. Mm-hmm. Someone could have the best two days of their career. Yeah, and that could dictate how the season goes for for the Coyotes or the Predators. It it it's going to be wild. Darcy Kemper, the main goaltender for Arizona, uh, it probably is going to get the nod. Um, we're going to talk later on about who on the Predators will start. There's a lot of opinions out there. I have mine. I'm sure you have yours. That might come up in the 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, the, the Coyotes also have uh, Antti Ranta, who um, has had a really good season as well. He, was, yes. he played well when Darcy Kemper was injured. I think it'll still be Kemper to start. Uh, he makes more sense uh, right now. But so the goaltending edge, I think, goes to the Coyotes. Um, offensively, you know, I think the Preds have more talent. I think they have. I think they've got more depth throughout the roster if they play their best players. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it, not as as if like having Taylor Hall skating in your team is not going to be a huge help. And Phil Kessel has a history of of scoring goals against Nashville. Yep. So there's definitely. Like the top line guys for Arizona could really wreak havoc on the Predators if if the Predators aren't shutting them down properly. So line matchup, like really shutting that down that top line, yeah, could be could basically eke out a bunch of you know three two one you know two one type type deals if mm-hmm. the Arizona goal, goaltenders really are like locking it down. But then, as you mentioned, the depth probably goes Nashville's edge because once you go down the depth chart of Arizona, you've got guys like Derek Stepan, who's who's a, a decent player, who's fine. 
Uh, you got Lawson Krauss, who's young, a young kid. Vinny Henestroza, who was a, a cast-off from Chicago from a few years ago. Um, in fact, they get a lot of cast-offs from Chicago. Hey, look, Nicholas Yalmerson is back. Um, and the, uh, hey, don't don't sleep on Nicholas Yarmolenko. Oh, he's he, good. He may be old, but he's a, he's one of the best shutdown defensemen. He's a, he's a solid defenseman. He's, he's very he, good. He has uh, he, he has he has yeah he's he's obviously very good. Um, but the the depth I think for the Predators I do think is there. I think when you look at their top six, uh, it sounds like we're probably going to see Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, and Victor Arvidsson, the old Jofa line, back together. It sounds like Matt Duchesne, Kyle Turris, and Mikhail Granlund are going to be on a line together. That looks pretty t- promising. Uh, and then after that, you're probably going to have Benino, Smith, and Grimaldi. That line really made a lot of sense. Don't really know what the fourth line is going to look like. It's kind of bounced around. I bet it's going to be disappointing. <laughs> Just knowing Hines, it's going to disappoint me. I I, th- I think it might surprise you. I, I, um, I mean, I think Trennan... I think Trennan probably makes it. I think it's. I mean, look, Austin Watson's probably going to be on that team. He's probably going to play. So that if that's the disappointment that I'm sensing from you, then uh, get ready to be disappointed because he's probably going to be out there. Colton Sisson's probably going to be out there. Uh, we're forgetting about Kali Yarncroke. He's probably going to play. I think it's probably you know the the last person who doesn't make the the that final roster or that final you know starting spot is probably Jakob Trennan. Uh, and he's the guy that I think should definitely be in the lineup. Oh, he's looked really good. Oh yeah, he should be playing. Yeah, I yeah. So also, uh, uh, Arizona's carrying three goalies for the tournament. Okay, is Aiden Hill the third Aiden, one? Aiden Hill. Okay, got it. Um, all right. So uh, offensively, defensively. Um, okay, so for the Predators, I obviously don't think that the bottom pairing is going to be an NHL worthy pairing. Maybe it could be. Okay. Do we want to talk about this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I went through... I First of all, I was going to say, I, I don't think it's going to matter much because the top four is going to play 50 minutes a night anyways. Yeah, they'll play 50 minutes a night, and I also and I, I don't think the Coyotes' defense is great. Um, they have some talent, but even... And I kind of... I know, take a massive grain of salt, find your salt shaker, screw off that top, and just chuck the whole thing over your shoulder. <laughs> the, the underlying... Like, through the regular season games... The I don't think any at five on five. I don't think any Arizona defenseman was above fifty on on like puck possession stats. Okay, shot like possession. yeah, shot shot attempts. Yeah, that's some of them are right in the cusp, but that's right. not good. I mean, Oliver Ekman Larson is their sort of do everything. Alex Goligoski's had a really good season. Chikrin's growing up. Chikrin's growing up. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, we we mentioned Jalmerson earlier. After that, Jordan Esterly. Uh, Jason Demers. There's a lot of guys on here who, like, were good or are supposed to be good, but aren't. And actually, I think Goligoski's had a better season than Ekman Larson, to be honest. And and, oh, and Ekman Larson's been. I mean, he's one of the big name defensemen who sort of like feels like they've disappeared a bit. Yeah, he's always kind of under the radar. He's he does everything though. He's like, this is not a good comparison. In fact, I'm gonna. Stop! Was, just move on. Move on. No, we don't have to. You don't have to I do this, say, Alex. You don't have to do this. I was gonna say he was like Roman Yossi of the Coyotes. He's not a Roman Yossi, obviously. <laughs> I mean, the Roman Yossi of the Coyotes. I mean, <laughs> with, with all the history the Coyotes have in being terribly unsuccessful and sad, that fits perfectly. Yeah, right. So I, 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 I just, if you're out there composing a tweet at me right now, please just, I do not think that Oliver Ekman Larson is yeah. even close to Roman Yossi. Sort of level. like, you know, Goligoski is the Greg Zanin of the Coyotes. Like, what? <laughs> the what? <laughs> Um, so defensively, yeah, I, I'm not sure what we're gonna see with the Predators. Yeah, I, I think as far as skaters go, I think the Predators have an advantage. Uh, the goaltending has been so good for Arizona; it's most of the reason they have success. It's it's gonna come down for the Predators. Yossi Ellis is, the, I think, Yossi Ellis is the best pairing in the yeah. in the series by far. Uh, Ekholm Fabro might be close because of Ekholm. Fabro is you know has been okay. He's had a lot of uh, learning. He's got a pretty steep learning curve. Um, yeah, def- I, I'm I'm okay well, giving the edge defensively, at least in terms of like the puck. You so, know? So, but I want to talk. I want to go into some specifics because we know that Tenorti and Holzer are both bad. They're bad. Very bad. They're very bad. Non- Holzer is actually sometimes like, worse. Like non NHL um, level bad. Exactly. Uh, Weber is fine. Yeah, he's like, that's the only guy that you could say, like, um, okay, he can make the roster. But the team has five left shooting defensemen, four right shooting defensemen on the current roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they could, if you say Alexander Carrier is, give him a shot, 
you could run on the left Yossi Ekholm Hamhus, on the right Fabro Ellis Carrier, Carrier. Mm-hmm. You could put Ellis and Ekholm back together. Right. You could. I don't know if you put try Fabro with Yossi or you try Carrier up there. I just think all all of what you're saying, but I mean, makes a lot of sense. But Ellis Ekholm is the best yeah. shutdown pairing the think, Predators have. I agree. I agree. Like I think that pairing is better than Ellis Yossi. Ellis Yossi. I mean, this year Ellis Yossi was like the best pairing in the one of the best pairings but, in the NHL. But historically, historically, Ekholm Ellis and Ekholm Ellis. have been because they complement each other really well. Yeah, Yossi has to change his game because because it's easier. I think Yossi's more capable of changing game than Ellis. Ellis just has a really strong defensive. Mm. I mean, we know that he's yeah. like the most undervalued player in, yeah. in defense. I just that pairing of the two E's mm-hmm. has been so effective in the past. Yeah. That if you can get them back together in this tournament where they have chemistry and they have and they're comfortable, mm-hmm. and you know Ekholm has been struggling trying to cover for Fabro. I mean that, we've all seen that in the regular season this year. I yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be I have a problem with that. I I just I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be Yossi Ellis. I think it's going to be Ekholm but, and Fabro, and then it'll probably be Hamus and and Weber or Hamus I mean, and Tenorti or something like that. Plus, I mean, but. And plus, hockey guys love to pair left and right together all the time. Yeah. They're obsessed with it. This yeah. let they have the setup to do it. Um, granted, they've had the setup to do it all year, but have wanted to play. Um, I mean, they they've sort of mixed because the top was two left, so the rest of it was just kind of a right grab bag. But I just I, I feel like try something different. Mm-hmm. That bottom pairing is has been a complete hole in the ground. Right? Why risk it? You get one bad matchup when you're playing as the away team. And yeah. you could lose the series. I mean, I see, I see goals happening when you have, you know, Hamus and Weber, or you have Holzer and Tenorti. Uh, if you have that pairing out there, and then you've got your your Austin Watson, Colton Sissons, and yeah, I'm just saying, how do we Kelly get how do we get Tenorti and Holzer off the ice? Exactly, that should be their goal. And and I think we saw that last year. I mean, uh, or, I'm sorry, two two years ago against Winnipeg, um, the Predators played. I think at that time it was, was it Weber and um, it wasn't Hamus, obviously. I'm, I'm blanking now who was on the team. The, the, the bottom pairing played like eight minutes that night, and it was like the others played 52. So. Yeah, the breather lines. Yeah, so um, it, it, I don't think that that will make or break the series, but it could, it could, it could hurt them in places. And, and like you said, there's only, it's a five-game series. you got three games to win, yeah, three well, games to lose. I, I, having watched a lot of uh, – restart soccer. I hope these guys have the lungs to play that much. That that'd be a concern I have. Hmm. Recovery and and just being able to tough it out through long shifts. Right. Um okay, so let's get to this. I I would like to talk about it, when I when I think of this league, I I really think of the players first. I, I think this this league is really all about its players. The, the league doesn't care about the players. I don't know. What I'm saying is the fans care about the players. Fans care about the product on the ice. Uh fans can care less about the league. But the the decision by the NHL to make this tournament happen uh, obviously puts a lot on the players to first of all um, go straight to playoff hockey after four months off and presumably none of these players have really been able to get a whole lot of ice time out of it now may, maybe they have if they went back to Europe maybe there were different situations there maybe they had some plenty plenty of ice uh, surface to play on but I mean a lot of ice surfaces were closed gyms were closed I know some of these players have gyms in their houses but some of them don't and. They had no, to be... they have empty white rooms with PlayStations in them. <laughs> That's what they have in their houses. Yeah, the 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 perfect athlete house setup is what is it? Empty white room. It's, no, a, it's no a white. It's a empty white room with a white couch. Yeah. Uh, there is an entertainment stand with nothing on it but a PlayStation Four and a TV MTV. that is attached to the wall. Right. And there's a coffee table. Right, right. And a fridge with just, like, bottled water and bottled sports drink or whatever, and, and that's it. And, and, and also just, just, just mounds and mounds of turkey cold cuts. <laughs> so, but the players go from this, like, incredibly long layoff to, to immediately into the most intense athletic competition you can possibly imagine, the Stanley Cup playoffs. So there's that. There's also, by the way, a massive pandemic that has killed over 145,000 people at this point, I think. In the United States. In the United States. Uh, something like, I mean, well over half a million worldwide, right? 600,000? I mean, I, I don't think I, a million. I do not know. Uh, and that's just in, you know, five months or so in the United States, that is. 
Uh, I don't know. How, I don't know the Canadian numbers, uh, but I they're, they're, yeah, they're in metric. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I know they're a lot less than the U.S. Um, so there's that. There's the danger of that. There's the danger of these players' families. I mean, if they if they get sick, they could get their families sick. There's the uh, there's the danger of of playing through what you know are symptoms in order to play, in order to know that if, if I tell someone that I have a cough or if, I, if I'm if i feeling feverish that I, I won't get to play. So players, I mean, how many stories do we see of players toughing it out in order to in order to, to be a, a tough hockey guy and getting injured? I, it, who can't at this point close their eyes and just see that picture of Sidney Crosby with a giant, like, inflamed yeah. thyroid saying, like, no, I don't have, I don't have any, no, everything's <laughs> fine. When he had the there's, mumps, right. There's nothing wrong. I don't have yeah. any, like, and he's just like, you just see this, like, he looks like a frog yeah. who's trying to, like, attract a mate from across a pond. Like, it's horrible. So, to, to get back to my question, uh, and just because I'm, I'm going in a really roundabout I way I know. Here. What's your question? What, what do you think is the most challenging part of this entire play, of this entire setup for the players? So, I think, it, can, I, can I do two? Because they're kind of, of related. Yeah. Um, I think food may be tough. Food. Yeah, okay. I mean, because it, it, it's it's a morale thing, like what food they have access to and they can get on a regular basis. Oh. It, there's a big morale element. I mean, you see it in okay. in you know military rations things. There's always things included that are meant entirely just to kind of buoy the spirit. So I think about you know what they're going to be given to eat, how they're going to if their diet's going to be like just meticulously maintained by like staff, physician, like right. nutritionist the entire time. Um, and the other aspect you, you you were addressing this is entirely about morale. It gets kind of that's why I still okay. want to go with food in, into morale in general. Uh, I, I still I remember the report that it said at, in the ho- bubble hotels they're going to set up some approved lounge areas where players can go and watch the other hockey games. Oh boy. <laughs> There's what I want to do. I want to be locked in a hotel with a bunch of hockey players, playing in a hockey tournament, not being able to leave the bubble or go anywhere or do anything. I'm eating what I'm given. And, oh, boy, the NHL mm-hmm. was thoughtful enough to set up a room where I can go watch other people play hockey <laughs> so that I don't have to do anything but think about hockey and eat hockey and drink hockey and sleep hockey for, like, months. <laughs> so you're coming at this from a, a pure, like, sort of a, a mental health angle. Well, I think it's going to wear on people. Yeah. I think over okay. – I think the deep end of the tournament, people are going to be like, get me the hell out of here. Right. I'm going crazy if I have to watch another hockey game and eat this, like, I don't know why I'm stuck on turkey today, but eat, like, you know, this, this like, chunk of turkey breast in mm-hmm. sad gravy that someone made me. Like, I'm going to go crazy. I think, so that, that's a really great point. And honestly, it's something I hadn't really thought about, but the, the, the I think maybe because we just think of these guys as, as robots. I mean, it's, it's so easy to well, when they... I, I mean, they're not not robots. When they, when they act like robots, it kind of seems to... I mean, they're they're like damaged hazing robots but they're still robots <laughs> right so uh, to, to forget about the mental aspect and, and the isolation of it i mean you're like being being forced to you go better, through this you better like your teammates exactly and you you better like them quick too because you don't have long to to get get ready for this they haven't had long for this this training camp um i think my my most challenging thing for these players to go through is the test that they will have to, uh, physically to get up to speed at this and then also have the wherewithal or the the intelligence I guess the, the the smartness to say you know what I do not have what it takes in this and I need to tell someone that I'm sick because if I don't I might get someone else sick I think that the most challenging thing is going to be to share information about your health that you don't want to share because you want to play well, in this game. They, they should be so the NHL should be testing these guys constantly. That's but what they, they do. That's what they do for the MLS. Yeah, it's up to the, the teams have to be honest. Yeah, you know they have to make sure they're very upfront about whenever there's a positive, like what they're doing. I, somehow the MLS tournament, the MLS's back tournament, mm-hmm. it's been chugging along. I mean, have there been any people test not, positive? Nothing significant. Like okay. it, it, nothing that's been like t- that could even derail the tournament. Um, I mean, they had two teams that had to withdraw or got kicked out mm-hmm. before the tournament started, um, Dallas and Nashville. Nashville right. um, but the rest of the tournament, I mean, besides the fact that they are playing a soccer tournament in southern Florida in July, right. <laughs> have you? I have never seen a more miserable group of professional athletes in my life. They walk out on the field, and they, within two, two, three minutes, 
they're just all just covered in drenched Can't in imagine. sweat, and they look miserable. I was watching yeah. the Philadelphia Union play New England Revolution elimination game last night. Mm-hmm. 9.30 Central Time kickoff for these guys okay. in Florida. It's still 98 degrees outside. Oh, my God. So we're just, we're just watching them. Just, they're just soaked. Yeah. And then this morning, um, I was watching the Tottenham game, and my fiance came downstairs, and it's like, oh, these guys look way happier. I'm like, yeah, it's like 57 degrees right, out right, and overcast. Right. It's so much nicer. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm sure they have uh, water breaks and everything. But I, I think, you know, you came at it from a mental health side. I, I think there's a lot to that. I think you make a really good point. The physical health to me uh, is kind of mental, too, as well. I mean, I, you know, I, when I when I think of playoff hockey, when I, here's what I, what I picture in my mind. When I'm watching hockey in early April or late March – there's just this like really 60% pace to it, you know? It's like yeah, I could gun it right here and really go after this puck or I could I could uh I could make a, you know, strain a little bit longer in the corner and and really fight this puck, but th- but there's just a little bit of an edge taken off. And I'm talking about in in March. And then the playoffs, the the pace and the I I recently rewatched um when they aired it a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the playoff games, one of the Stanley Cup final games against Pittsburgh. And it was just, it was incredible to watch how fast everything is. I mean, it's, it's already such a fast game. The, the pace of this stuff, and I just really think we're not going to have a fully healthy roster. And I'm not talking about just Nashville. I'm talking about everybody. To go from doing absolutely nothing in, you know, April, May, June, July, and then in August to go right to that. I think we're going to see injuries. I think we're going to see some some... Some yeah. really tough injury situations. Yeah, players. I, I don't, that wouldn't surprise me at all if you start seeing guys drop um, just because their muscles aren't warmed up. And 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 at what point do the I can be very dramatic about it and say at what point do the casualties mount and team morale starts mm-hmm. dropping from that as well? Yeah, I mean look at how look at how they expanded the roster. I mean like they 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 made it so much more available for you to 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 have players available. I mean the Predators have four goalies. That's crazy. It is it is crazy because one of them, if he has to play, they're in trouble. <laughs> Troy Gersnick. Yeah, I mean he's not a bad goaltender, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. just he he knows he's knows he's not an NHL. You know he's not right. an NHLer. Right. Yeah. So it, it man, I think that that is going to be the hardest thing for them uh, to to focus on. The other thing is, you know, I I don't know if I was a player if I would feel good about coming off of nothing. I'm not talking physically. There's so much chemistry involved with this sport, like. Would I be? Would I feel like this is a brand new season? I get to go and 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 prove myself, or would I feel like, ugh, I've got to get, I've got to get get up and going? Obviously, they're probably going to be motivated because it's the Stanley Cup, but there's something just so weird, especially about this Preds team because they had such a really disappointing year in so many ways, and and all these emotional changes with the coaching change, and then you had the the, the new group with John Hines coming in, and maybe it's working, maybe it's not. And then it finally starts working in May, in in early March, and then it just feels like this is the weirdest time for them to just like cut everything off and then start again. Because, you know, if I was a team like the St. Louis Blues, I'd be pretty angry because like they were just chugging along, just gonna probably gonna get the number one seed, maybe the President's Trophy. They're gonna be fine. Um, probably the same thing with the Boston Bruins or with uh, you know the whoever else, Pittsburgh, Washington. Washington's probably a better example. Washington Capitals, they're gonna be fine. The Predators are just like this team that like they. They did so much, you know, false starting along the whole season, and then and then they finally got a good a good start, and then they had to stop again, and and now they're now they're here where they are. You know, I, that could really work in their favor, though. Having had that time off, having spent time with Hines in a less in a lower pressure situation where you can do a training camp, you can really just focus on very simple things. People had a lot of time to get healthy again. Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot that could work out in their favor. I, I, I think any team that had any big transition this season could benefit from this time off. And and really, once the teams get past maybe this really odd play-in round and the round-robin, things may seem more normal. Like, I think the round-robin games, they've got, very silly. they've got to be garbage. Yeah. Like, I can't – if if those guys go in there and play at, at 60% – like March speed, I would be surprised. Like I'm those interested are... to see what the exhibition games will be with the Predators and the Stars, for example. Like <laughs> I'm wondering what that's going to be like. I honestly don't think it's going to be that bad. I think they're going to be. I, I think it's going to be a glorified. I want to think. I, I think it's going to be like a glorified practice. Like... Well, but they can't, it's not really like a. 
Oh, a glorified practice. Because it, it, I was... It's not really going to be preseason, right? Because preseason, you got all these other well, players in it's there. It's just, you know, it's a to- it's a way to shake off the cobwebs without having yeah. anything at stake. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know. They, that's they don't want they don't want that first game back to be a complete clown show. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Let's go to the quick hit segment. Uh, it's called the five on five. So we're going to read five questions. Link is going to do his best. Uh, he's not seen these questions, um, so this is just a little a little uh, mental acuity test. Uh, no, I'm not going to ask you to read five I think nouns. It was, it was was what? Yeah, man, woman, man, woman, person, t- television, television, camera, camera. I don't remember what it was. Maybe maybe I will do that now. <laughs> uh, it's not really a mental acuity test. Give me five words, or and I it? will repeat five words back, is and this, only one of them will be a curse. Is this an elephant? There's, there's, no, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing for me to look at. What do you? All right. Question one: Which of these two Preds players needs to step up in the most in this playoffs? Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne? Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of them. So I'm gonna go with Ryan Johansson. Okay. Reason I'm saying Ryan Johansson is that the Predators have known a ton of success with Johansson leading the Jofa line, and they've seen it in the playoffs. So if he is firing, that means the top line will be firing with him, and you have suddenly one of the most dangerous offensive units in the NHL. I kind of look at Matthew Shane as being a really nice ad. If, if both of those guys take off, watch out. But I think if, if Ryan Johansson plays to his ability with Arvidsson and Forsberg, you've got some real, a, a really, really dangerous group of players. And I don't think... The Coyotes will be able to match that. I think it's Matt Duchesne because this is the guy they gave $56 million to in the summer, and he's currently sitting at 13 goals. 13 goals for a $56 million player. That does not seem like a number that I would want to pay for 13 goals. I know it's not all about goals. I know it's not all about counting stats. He's been okay in other areas of the game. No, it's about plucking country music specials. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? You know what? What province of Canada loves country music? Uh, British Columbia? Oh, Alberta. Okay. I mean, Calgary. Oh, is, oh right. Yeah. Is that yeah. where he's from? Well, okay. no, I mean, just saying they love country music in oh, that yes. area. Yeah. Oh, that's cow, all. It's cow country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, sure. he's basically, it's 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 Nashville North. It's not Nashville North. <laughs> they want to be Nashville don't, North. Don't, don't, don't. No, for me, for me, it's Matt Duchesne, just because I I hear you with Ryan, Ryan Johansson. Um, I think he's going to be actually pretty good because I think he's back with his, uh, his two favorite wingers. But Matt Duchesne to me, I mean, it's just like th- this guy can't – he did really well in the playoffs last year with Columbus. He had 10 points in 10 games. He was part of that crazy upset over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so he had a good playoff last year. Um, but that guy, if he's going to be the guy for the next eight years – was it seven years or eight years? I think it was seven years. Seven years. Seven, seven by eight, that's what it was. $56 million man, he's got to step up more than anyone. We can do math. I, yeah, I could do math. I mean, I was there with you. I was trying to, like, is that 56? Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, he say 56? Yeah, 56 million. Seven, seven by eight. Okay. Who would... Uh, question number two. Here we go. <clears throat> question number two. Who would you start in goal? I mean, do I need to answer this? Pecorine do I actually need to say it out loud? Or UC Soros? Do I have to say this out loud? Does I, already, it, does I, already everyone, know, I know what you're answering. Does everyone already know? I know what you're answering. It's, it's, it's my, my precious little bear. It's, yeah. it's UC Soros. <laughs> of course. I mean, he... I, I, okay, is there a little bit of worry because Soros has a history of being slow out of the gate? Yeah, he's also never been the presumptive starter out of the gate. But where's the gate? We're not even out of the gate. There is no gate. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point, because yeah, the, the gate right. the gate is is like in a couple days. Yeah, exactly. So when, when the gate like, is the oh, gate is coming up. He's slow out of the gate. Oh, you mean in a normal season where the season ends in April or May, and he goes home to Finland, and everything's normal. He can train out, work out like normal. A sauna. And he comes back in September, There's and he does training sauna. camp, and he goes to a sauna, and then season starts in October, and he's not normal, and he's usually slow out of the October gate. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm with you. I, I, I mean, I, who knows? I, I'm just saying Saros. Saros is, yeah. I think he's, he's he had yeah. a rough patch. He was extremely good through the last part of the season before things shut down. Yeah. Rene, if you could just, like, have Saros out for five on five and then put Rene in for the PK, that'd be good. <laughs> I mean, to like, me, the, the answer is very clearly UC Saros. It's just, like, he is their best goalie right now. It's just uh, yeah, not I even close. So. He's, he's, he's their best goalie right now. Pecorine, 
I, I mean, he, he didn't he didn't even come above the like the 900 save percentage mark like all season. He was basically below it all season. Maybe he got close to it. Reduce Soros wasn't was kind of in that same boat for a while, but he got much better as the season went on. I, I, I will say because one of the biggest things. Pecorine is is a is wonderful. He is a talented hockey man. Yep. He's a good person from all accounts. He is kind and thoughtful. I still think over the course of his career, he is overrated. Uh-oh. I think he's a legendary natural predator. Do, do you know why we have that fan over there? It's because your take blow, is, just your take is way too hot. <laughs> to cool that take I just, off. I I think he's a you know, and again, over he's overrated in the sense of the perception Predators fans have of him versus his career statistics are not lined up. Man, we were... He has, he has pretty good career numbers, but he also yeah. has some really bad numbers. He has a lot of counting numbers, he, a lot of volumes. He, yeah, he has a lot of volume, but he, but there's like he has long stretches where the team could not rely on him, and they're cyclical. So I'm just saying, like, what do you... You don't know... What you're going to get from either of the Predators goaltenders. That This is a big reason why we're saying yeah. Arizona has an advantage in net. is because we don't know if you put Pekka in net, is he going to be better? Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Is Soros, he's he's had some rough starts when he's when he's coming in cold from when he hasn't been playing. It's too hard to say to go. I'm just going with my heart and the fact that I love my, my, my Soros. Yeah. And I have, I threw my hat in the Soros ring like after his first game wearing Predators colors, so I, I really I, wish Martel was here so we could hear him his reaction to your Pecorino. Oh he lives an hour from here. I can hear his voice in the wind. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me about it. I'll t- you know, I can t- I'll text him right now and just just have him phone in. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I I know exactly what you're saying. Look, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. The Pecorino is the franchise's. Best I mean, retire his jersey. Like, like he is the best player, but I, it doesn't mean that he's. It doesn't mean that he's like you know. Uh, he's no Greg Zanin of all though. time. He's no Greg Zanin. No Greg Zanin. Um, <laughs> poor, poor Greg Zanin. What did he ever do to me? It's two references in the show. Uh, so, all right. I, I think we both think it's U- UC Soros. I think, but I, I think it's gonna be Pecorino. I think they're gonna start Pecorino. I just do. I, I, I think he's definitely gonna start in the ex- ex- exhibition. Um, and then based on that, I think it's probably pretty clear. I think they're going to go with Pecorino, and I think it's a mistake. Question number three. All right, it is time for some honesty. Because prior to this, I'm assuming you haven't been honest this entire show. I'm a filthy liar. Okay. So time for some honesty. Do you think that sports should be coming back right now? Do you think that we should be having sports right now? How specific do you want me to be? And I'm talking about because of COVID-19, obviously. You went to global, national? Uh, Let's let's go with... um, no, let's go with America, with with you, the USA. USA? Sports in the um, U.S. So if you would asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have firmly, 100%, without a doubt, said, no, there's no way sports should be, should be coming back. Okay. Um, since then, the MLS, I mentioned them earlier, have, have been in the process of running a successful tournament in the sense of they're playing games and people aren't getting sick. The soccer isn't the best... Um, but no one's dying. So <laughs> for that bar, hurrah. Okay. Uh, so I think they've, they've proven that if the players follow the rules mm-hmm. and the players are taken care of and you do things the right way and you don't have fans, that you can absolutely do this successfully. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, I will say that there's a lot more players Maybe on a hockey team. I don't. I'm trying to remember the size of the average MLS roster that they brought to. And I honestly don't know. I don't. Soccer is my relaxation sport. I don't pay attention to those details. (laughs) Right. Um, But I think you know. I don't know. There may be fewer players involved overall. Fewer people, so that may Mm -hmm. be a little bit easier. Uh, They're not playing indoors. They're not playing indoors in an ice rink with a ton of circulating air, which is a problem when it comes to passing disease in general, but particularly with an airborne one like COVID. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm concerned. I I do think it's really good. If if they can do it safely and the players are taken care of, and I have tons of conditions on this because you have to have tons of conditions, I think it's overall just good for people. Sports are so culturally essential to global and North American life 
it. Mm -hmm. uh, that finding a way to do it safely and to give people a sense of normality in these times has a huge benefit. But I, I can't shake it at the end of the day that I don't think it's entirely right. I, I, I think I, you're, I, you, you've it's difficult. On, you've hit on something with the MLS, uh, sort of getting it right. I, I'm taking a lot of these works. I've not really paid attention to the MLS since it's been back. Um, I, I do know that I, I, I have paid attention to baseball quite a bit, and th th their start has not gone well uh, in, in terms of in terms of COVID. There've been a, a number of a number of cases. Where are they playing? I don't know. Like, are they just playing, playing at ballparks? In their, in their home ballparks, yeah. See, not, that's see, that's yeah. that's the problem because you're yeah. having to shuttle players all over the country. Exactly. Exactly. In huge baseball rosters are massive, and they all huddle. All right. They all go in the little dugouts together, and they they <clears throat> they spit on things. Well, I think that's that's been not allowed. So, like, there are certain things they can't do. Like, oh my god! Can you imagine Brad example, Marchand licks somebody during this term? I know, I know, I've seen that joke on Twitter, so I'm not like claiming like I'm some original <laughs> clever person, but it just it, the image sticks with me. Yeah, baseball's changed. Like, for example, they can't all have they uh, players have um, pine tar rags that they use for their bats. Normally, they just share one. They each have their own now because they sometimes they spit on those. Um, baseball yeah, so, is a disgusting sport. You course, know that? Baseball's great. I love baseball. We but, all share a... All the boys, we share a rag, and we all <laughs> spit on it together. Wait, what are you guys... Wait. I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, what sport is this? But even with even with the uh, precautions they've taken, uh, they, they've not had a great start. I mean, it's not been terrible. I mean, the player... No one's really sick. I mean, there's just been some positive tests, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no one's really, like, hospitalized or anything, at least not to my knowledge. Um, so, I, but where I fall down on this is... Uh, I I I think sports should not be coming back right now. I I, I miss them, and I'm I'm really excited for this tournament. But I just when I think about the grand scheme of things, and I think about all the people that could get sick and who could get who could really have their life affected by this, and we don't even know the long term effects of this disease uh, of this virus. Um, I just what really I think we will be able to bring sports back in in a year or even two and i'm talking about from from uh, when we originally shut them down just wait till we have a vaccine we can bring them back as normal as possible that's kind of my take i know it's a, as a as as someone who writes about sports or living that's a very strange take but i just feel like it's not worth it i am not willing to have people die on on uh, just because i want to watch a, a, a game yeah i think the um these tournaments i i, I don't understand why it was so important to finish the season? It doesn't make oh, sense to me. Yeah. Why it's so important to finish the season? I definitely um, right with exactly. all these things. But at the same time, if you can safely do these bubble tournaments and then figure things out from there, that's fine. But they have to figure things out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we they may be having people vaccinate before we have final trials in in the fall, just because as long as the vaccine isn't hurting people, the really? worst. Well, is that the latest? I mean, I'm not like a doctor over here, so so bear with me. I just like they're fast tracking all these things. They're manufacturing, even though the ones that are in trial, they are like already beginning mass manufacturing of these things, just in case. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just there's the, yeah, because there's two different vaccines yeah, that like, are very different. There's like 24 or something that are already in. But in well, there's, there's two that are actually like proven effective that they can, that in the initial trials have shown okay. they can. <clears throat> impart antibodies okay got so it. that doesn't mean you get immunity or what degree of immunity but it does impart antibodies and then there's some other things saying that some somebody was claiming there may be six different strains of covid and that may be part oh. of the problem like whatever but you know they're, they're there's gonna hit a point where if they see that these things are reasonably effective mm -hmm. and they're not having causing side effects in people they may just start rolling them out right because of the otherwise the economic impacts. Now the problem there, of course, is it's kind of the, the seatbelt conundrum. I can't remember the actual name of this phenomenon, but like if you give someone safety equipment, they'll sometimes act more recklessly now that they have safety equipment. Yes, right. So you make them wear a helmet, all of a sudden they're like bashing their head in the walls for no reason. Right, right, right. Yeah. So if you know people are like, oh, you got a vaccine, they're like, oh, I can do anything now, and they start like breathing on strangers. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on the the, the other part of but this. But you can't is, not vaccinate people. Whatever. Right. The other part of this is is that should they have finished the season? I definitely agree. They should not be finishing. The season. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Just I, stop it I and mean, then move, come back when you can. We're but, not we're not Europe. We're not Korea. Like, they've done far more. I mean, they they have they have their problems. They have spikes, but mm -hmm. nothing nothing like we have here. It's yeah. not comparable. Well, question number four is kind of related to that. How confident are you that this tournament will be completed? Oh. 
the the NHL will will have like Gary Bettman face off against Jeremy Roenick if they have to if that's how it, what it takes to finish this tournament. <laughs> I'd watch that. Like, I, I, actually, I, I wouldn't watch that actually. No. Oh god, it'd be horrible. I mean, it'd be like oily and sweaty. It'd be gross. Um, I, I just think that they'll find a way to get through it somehow. Uh, but again, it's it's a lot of it is on the, the shoulders of the players. I mean, they we gave what a sixty-page manual on how on the rules to follow. Sixty pages. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, so you are confident that it'll be completed. I I think I think the NHL and NHL players are too bullheaded to yeah. not finish it. I mean, they went I'm, all the way to. If you went all the way to Edmonton for a tournament, you're gonna finish it because you're stuck. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? I think I'm maybe. 80% sure that it'll complete. Yeah, but saying 80% sure isn't fun. Yeah, you're right, it's not. You just gotta go with the bravado. It's, this is sport, <laughs> this is this is a sports podcast. It's all about bravado. Um, and then the last question is also related to that. Uh, do you think that, it, is this, have we changed the way we view sports permanently now? I, I mean, are, are we gonna, are we gonna stop buying tickets and selling tickets to games? Are we gonna start, uh, are we going to prefer to watch games online or on, on TV instead of going in person because of the fear of this? Does this change anything about sports? And, and I guess I'm talking about hockey, but also just all sports. Short term, sure. Um, but I, I, people have short memories. The 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 flu of the 1918-1919 kills far more people mm-hmm. than have died from COVID. Just, just millions right. of people died. And young people, too. Um, yes. And... That certainly did not stop people from going back to sports. I mean, we, we're doing it. Uh, I, I think people will be cautious, and I think it may be, you know, it, people won't flock back immediately because I also don't think every sports league will start opening up to 100% capacity immediately. Right. Uh, but I do think people, like, let's say 2021, doesn't have to, it could be at any time in 2021, Predators say fans can come back to the arena. But we're at 25% capacity. Guarantee every one of those tickets will sell out yeah, every single time. The for lottery sure. for those will be immense. And the secondary yeah. market will be crazy. And if it's 50% capacity, every one of those tickets is going to be sold out. Yeah. If it's 100% capacity, maybe not every ticket sells out. That's probably true. Yeah. But I think if, if they're controlling capacity and they're distancing people and, and they're, they've got all sorts of rules, I think you're going to have people who show up to these games. Yeah. Um... And then okay. in a few years, it's going to be back to normal. I think it's I, I think it's going to change how I watch sports. It's it's already changed how I view most things, anyways. I mean, like I, we love doing things like going to the zoo. I, I love 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 going to the movies. I mean, going to a movie theater to me is like a mech. It's like a it's a church experience. It's like I mean, it, I love it. Everything about it. Uh, I don't know that when I'll get to do that again. I don't I even know if I, I didn't trust those chairs before COVID. I don't trust those chairs after COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I Exactly. Yeah, it's not a very clean environment. And you're enclosed, and you're next to people. I am perfectly fine watching it. You know, you know what, Abby, my fiance, and I did like the entire movies, like the entire t- the entire like lockdown and everything. Every Saturday, we did the same thing. We would get it was delivery, and we switched to takeout just because more money goes to the restaurant. We would get food from our favorite restaurant, and we'd watch. Like we'd just say, okay, we're gonna watch this series of movies. So oh, we watched okay. like. We rewatched like all of the Hunger Games. Okay. Abby had me watch the Twilight movies. By the way, <laughs> if you haven't watched those, you gotta watch them. They are so bad. Okay. I adore them now. They are horrible in all the best ways. The directing in the first film is horrendous. If you would all have interest in directing and you want to see not to how to how to not direct a movie, watch the first Twilight film. It is terribly directed. I'm kind of intrigued. Now, oh actually. man, I. It, just get get something good to eat, a pizza, whatever you want that's junk food, and just prepare to laugh. I will probably do that. Oh, um, it's so good. And then we then now we're watching the Resident Evil movies. I have been so. rewatching Lost. I, I was a big Lost fan when it came out in like two thousand four or five. That's a JJ Abrams thing, isn't it? Yes, uh, oh. a JJ Abrams creation. But I don't was, like JJ Abrams stuff. I'll be honest. It's the, the kind of thing to put him on the map, but I mean, it, it did. But I don't. I, but but um, it was a, it was a mistake. I liked it. It was great. No, I'm not saying Lost was a mistake. I'm saying oh. everything after Lost. Oh sure, yeah. Can be because I, mean, I, I people love Lost, but yeah. like JJ Abrams Star Trek, the JJ Abrams Star Wars, yeah. like it's all been a problem. So I think I think COVID nineteen has changed. I think it's changed a few things for me, maybe permanently. I, I, yeah, maybe in a few years I'll just 
not care about anymore. I'll be vaccinated and everything will be back to normal. But um, it does seem to change. I, I I know that it has changed how my personal hygiene. I know that it has changed that. I I, I noticed. Will not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm too far away to smell them. I will not be able to. Well, I'm talking more like washing hands. Like the yeah. frequency of washing hands. Uh, having hand sanitizer on. Having hand sanitizer on me at all times. I, I mean, I, just, I don't think I'll ever go back. I, I think I will wash my hands a lot more. I will hand sanitize a lot more. I will not breathe on, you know, be within uh, breathing distance of people a lot more. Like, it's just, I think it's kind of changed. I just want to be able to go back to the gym, man. Yeah. I, I, the gym thing is, is interesting because it's going to be a well while for me. I mean, that's... Gyms, gyms are open right now. I'm going to have to be vaccinated can before you, I go to a gym. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, okay, if, if you weren't, if you're someone who doesn't track this closely... Jim's Jim's opening was a phase four item when they released the better, the safer Nashville process. And we're on phase two. And they moved it up to phase two. Yeah. So they took gym openings, phase four to phase two. We wouldn't even have reached phase four. No. And we should, because we shouldn't have. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, because. So, I mean, we all know, like, the hotspots are Broadway area in Antioch, downtown Antioch. Right. And I feel so bad because I know, I mean, Antioch, my assumption is that the city sort of, like, abandoned Antioch. Because, I mean, well, that's that's where you have a lot of very strong Hispanic Latino population. Mm-hmm. There are probably a lot of people there who don't speak a lot of English mm-hmm. or don't maybe even maybe speak and that may not read English. And I'm just wondering if the city's communicating to them what they need to be doing and keep right. doing going out of their way to, to help that population. Because a lot of those people, like, they make Nashville tick in a lot of ways that people are not aware of. That's very true. And if those people are getting sick and suffering, we owe them a lot. And I worry that as a city, that the government may not be doing enough. I could not agree um, more. I don't. I don't know for. Sure. I just. It's just. It's in the back of my head. I just. Yeah. I. I feel like there's probably more that could be done if that's the. If that's a hotspot area. I also know housing is an issue there. Like there's too many people yeah. are living too close together and housing. Been. Like there's. But, but we know these things and we could do something about it. We're just not. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to. I don't. Oh, oh, that's that's my little political. No, that's that's fine. Local politics rant. I don't think that's political. And if it is, I don't. I don't care. That's fine. Um. All right, so let's. The, there we go. We completed the five on five. It's been a long time. It's been a. a, a it's been a long time since you've had a five on five shift. Are you a little winded? I was gonna make a joke about being a little winded, but but after that <laughs> last little like, like spiel, I I am a little bit. I need some water if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Get a little sip of water. We're gonna jump to the dumbest thing in hockey right now because I do want to talk about this. Uh, we we have. It's been a long time since we've had uh, this segment. Um, but uh, the dumbest thing in hockey right now for me is there was this small – and I, look, I get it. There's just a small fringe group of people who like to make really stupid, insulting jokes. But when the Seattle Kraken um, – uh, so the Seattle new, new Seattle NHL team is going to be the Seattle Kraken, which is uh, – which, by the way, I predicted, I think, a year ago. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, that was the assumption. I mean yeah. yeah. To, to, it was, it to, was definitely the favorite. I, I, I very much avoid cursing on Twitter and and on here just because I know not all followers like that and all listeners like that, and some may listen to it family. Um, so just as, as a fair warning, I always thought that the original suggestion of the Seattle Bitch Pigeons was way better. <laughs> um, but sadly, that's not what we got. We got the Seattle Kraken. Uh, who you pointed out is a a fictional, a mythical uh, creature from uh, a totally different part of the world. Yeah. So okay. One, I Which, think by the, the way, Seattle this, team this is, is not great. my dumbest thing in hockey, but I'm coming back. Well, to that. this but, will be my dumbest thing in hockey. Perfect. I mean, I, I think the Seattle franchise is great. The things they're doing in their front office and with their arena and and a lot of these energy commitments and and how their hiring practices where they're finding non-white dudes to staff who people who are highly qualified who struggle to get into sports because it's especially hockey because of how white male dominated it is Mm -hmm. they're going out of their way to make their front office reflect what they aspire to in the fan base of hockey right and i i think that is incredibly admirable and their commitments to just creating a better hockey culture so i am so supportive of the team i'm so excited for the fans i have some friends who are in seattle who are excited about this team kicking off I could not be more overjoyed to have them in the league. That being said, <laughs> the uniforms are fine. I think the colors, they, they no white, no which is have cool. Have you seen uniforms or are you yeah, the colors games? They, they've seen uniforms. Oh, okay. I'm pretty I mean, sure. Well, I mean, there's no white in the color palette. Okay. So there's no white in the color palette. It's all shades of blue, and I think it's like, it's like some off blacks and the red. I think, the, you know, 
they're really interesting. Um, they're I think they're fine, but like man, Kraken really <laughs> like. I get it. It's a cool name, and if you like it, so this no white, no problem. This like lighter blue. This lighter color I'm seeing is not white. It's actually like a light blue. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they have white in there. I think okay. they made a point of not having white. I think the logo is really neat. Um, the logo is 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 fine as well. I, like, I, do, I, have, I do have one. It's a little bit boring. I, I think this team is gonna like rebrand in less than a decade. Um, oh, not okay. as a new name, but maybe like change of the logos. I don't. I don't know how long the logos. The only last. problem I have with the logo is there's not a. Um, you, you know, mo- most hockey logos have some sort of. Hockey imagery in it. I don't really see any. Hockey oh, okay. I'm glad they don't have any hockey imagery in it. I mean, I kind of like it. It's fine. I mean, the predators, the predators don't. don't. The predators don't. I wish they. I wish it did. I. I, I like do the Bruins. Don't do they? There's plenty. There's plenty that Rangers don't. Rangers don't. There's plenty that don't. But I do like. I mean, I like the penguin holding Cadence the hockey don't. stick. Leafs don't. <laughs> I think some hockey imagery is okay, and I think it's. I think it's a. It's a part of. A part of a logo I tend to like. I just think it's kind of neat. Yeah. Like um, the, the old Coyotes logo with the yeah. little little. But Coyote yeah, dude. like the. the Okay, we all know, like, the Kraken is Norwegian. Um, also, like, I was doing some more readings. Apparently, like, like Kreka is close to the correct pronunciation, and the N is the article. So, Kraken is technically, you're saying a Kreka? So technically Seattle, speaking? a Kraken? Um, it, I mean, if you're going by the, the, the Swedish, not the Swedish, I'm sorry, the, like the Norwegian, Scandinavian... That's closer. Gotcha. Also, very related in, in in German as well. So there's some overlap of the same word. Um, but yeah, I just like and somebody on Twitter is like, oh, but there was a giant octopus. Yeah. In the Puget Sound, I'm like, I think I knew who that was. One, the, the Kraken is like you look at the the, the 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 history of it. Minimum, a mile and a half long. Minimum. Wow. That's a lo- that's a big that's not an octopus that's a that's a usually it was mistaken for a landmass. The original uh. illustrations of the Kraken until about the late 18th early 19th century was actually more as like a fish or a crab okay. than a a um, cephalopod. It was it was a Swedish um, naturalist or, or biologist who actually identified as a, as a cephalopod. Um. And like the kraken, and like um, I just think it's just and, and like they'll like throw kraken all over the place now because it's familiar. It's a cool idea because it is a cool idea, mm-hmm. but like most of them are not like they're like oh well this is this is in the Mediterranean. There's no kraken in the Mediterranean. I think the cool part about it is first of all, there's a so there's, there's a world you can do in the world of sports with like the the idea of like this mystery from beneath and and yeah. the, the I mean sea creatures are just inherently terrifying to me I mean I, everything about the sea and the ocean is terrifying and then there's just like this creature that like is mile and a half long like you said is just like a, minimum a minimum mile and a half long it's terrifying that's so scary but then also like it's just it's it's like there's there's so much you can do with that I think the name is cool I think that I think um uh the the colors are great the the logo's cool i think everything's about it but here was my dumbest thing in hockey and i think you mentioned this as well i did uh there there so like there were these people that were were immediately jumping on the uh, on this uh calling the fans of seattle kraken crackheads k r a k heads I, I saw a weird number of times where people were writing it with a c like they were just right. adding a c into Let's, it those people are just dumb like, they don't know how to spell uh you're an idiot, and you can't. Speak. But the pro, like, I don't look. We don't need to be so juvenile and insulting about this because, I mean, look, crackhead is is a, it's it's not it's not it's I don't think it's racist, but it, I think it is definitely a loaded term that refers specifically to a group of people who were taken advantage of or criminalized in in so many words as as just addicts of a drug they had no choice to be addicted to. Uh, in the early 90s, um, and crackhead became this, like, kind of throwaway term, uh, pretty derogatory, and I think it just doesn't need to be in... It, we don't need to involve, involve that with this. I think it's just... It was. It really bothered me, and I really hope it doesn't catch on. It's incredibly stupid and incur- it's just wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just gross and wrong, but... So... I'm sure uh, that means Barstool Sports will be all over it. Oh, they'll, yeah, I'm sure they already have. Uh, probably already labeled all their... There's probably T-shirts already. <laughs> so that's the dumbest thing in hockey for me right now. Um, uh, so the upcoming games we have, uh, as we as we wrap up today's um, first show in a long time, I think it's gone pretty good, to, today's show, for the first time in a long time. I think we've done a pretty good job. Um, 
upcoming games. Thursday, July 30th, this coming Thursday, Exhibition versus Dallas. That's at 3 p.m., so it's in the afternoon. That'll be interesting. And then following Sunday, August 2nd, Game 1 against the Coyotes at 1 p.m. The next Tuesday, the 4th, is Game 2. That's at 1.30. And then the very next day, a back-to-back in the playoffs. That's a rarity uh, at 1.30 as well. Yeah, so we'll be watching games whenever we can. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so weird. And there's there's six games a day, I think, for starting on, on Saturday. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, that's going to be crazy. And then the Predators are part of that. It's just There's going to be so much insane amount of hockey coming after such a long time off. So that's um, kind of cool. I will say, if, if the NHL is not making every one of these games available streaming, I will be so disappointed. Like, it's such a mistake. Cause, I didn't think about that. Well, because if you're going to... I mean, Okay, yeah. Ice, uh, ice uh, puck drop is at, at 12.30 on a Thursday afternoon. Who's watching that? <laughs> I mean, I'll be. Like, I, like, I, I can't. Like, if, if, I'm, I'm a, if I'm in, like, because I have um, my second bedroom is an office. Uh-huh. It's upstairs. I'm going to be have to be working there. I mean. You don't have a TV in there? Uh, no. That's that's good good discipline. I, I have, have to, a TV I mean, in my office. I mean, I I have a I have a gaming computer in there, but oh, I, okay. but it's not turned on when I'm working. Um, no, I think I don't know what their the plan is for that. I'm sure they have a plan. I'm sure the NHL has a plan. Link. Oh yeah, um, the <laughs> NHL definitely has a plan. They they have a plan to to make sure hockey's for everyone um, and actually do something about it. We're just we're just waiting. It's it's incubating as we speak. So you can check out all of our hockey coverage at a to z sports Please follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Please follow Link on Twitter at 3DLink. I guess we'll see you in, like, maybe a, a week. We, we want to try to do these shows as the Predators continue on. Uh, or I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have another show. I don't know when or where it's going to be, but it'll, it'll happen. It'll sure. be on the Internet. It'll be on the Internet. You just have to listen to it there. But uh, same way you got this one. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, conclude? Oh wow! I um, always throw the final thoughts. At I you. know, but I had forgotten that you, you were gonna need final thoughts. <laughs> um, I, I hope the two accents I passed on the way out here are cleared up on my way back. Okay, that's that's really what I'm hoping for right now. I'm thinking very short term. Yeah, I might not go forty, or I guess your only option is to go forty. Yeah, I forget where we are. I just I moved. Don't, I don't know. We're somewhere past Bellevue. We're I've in never, Bellevue. Are we in Bellevue? This, yeah, this, this is, is Bellevue. In Bellevue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the this, this is this is the furthest west I've ever been. Like in the state of Tennessee. Interesting. I've never like I've never gone beyond. You've never been to Memphis? No, I haven't been to Memphis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've it's... been. I mean, I've been west of Nashville. Gotcha. But I've never been like west in the state. Okay. Yeah, we're in Bellevue. It doesn't seem like there's like much of a point. Well, I guess I don't know. I have to maybe. Okay, I'm rambling now. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see everyone later and uh, take it easy, and um, you know we'll see what the predators do. Goodbye.